Hello, I'm Marietz Neyman. Welcome to Calm, Clear and Helpful, a weekly podcast series on taking good care of yourself and others. Today's topic is Therapeutic Reflexology, its benefits and how it works. My guest is Marinda Nell, Therapeutic Reflexologist from Kempton Park. Welcome, Marinda. Thank you, Mariette. Welcome to everybody that's listening in today. And to those listeners, after our conversation, Marinda will give us her three best tips on getting the best out of a reflexology treatment. And then it will be fun question time. Marinda, I'm wondering how did you get involved in reflexology? I was a, a healthcare therapist and I did a beauty therapy as well. When I did a training course, just out of interest, a friend of mine took me um, with, but that opened up a whole new world for me in the health industry. From there on, everything looked quite different when you address um, skin or any part of the body. Understanding the cause of the problems really makes a huge interest in addressing problems for patients. Then I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. Now, let's start with the fact that reflexology is a complementary therapy. What does this mean? Um, it is registered under the Allied Health Professions Council that um, this is termed as a complementary treatment. It is not opposing medicine at all, but it's complementary to other treatments. So we always suggest that addressing a patient's treatments need to be in a network. There's never a sole therapy that will be added for a specific problem. The other aspect um, is also that in complementary therapy, we look at problems from a holistic aspect. So not just dealing with a symptom, we are also dealing with, as we said before, the underlying causes. Um, we look at lifestyle, emotional aspects, and the whole spiel that makes up a human being. I once heard you say that the hands, feet and ears are representative of the whole body. Could you explain this? Yes, reflexology is an interesting aspect. It's based on um, science that there is a reflection of the body that can be found on the hands, the feet and the ears. I'm sure everybody's heard about iridology as well. That is the eye area, which is also reflecting the whole body. Um, reflexology is not practiced on the eyes, but mainly reflexology um, is practiced on the feet as it travels, the connection travels through all of the organs. But then we've got the referral areas, which becomes the hands and the ears. How would you define reflexology? Reflexology is based on the principle that there are reflex areas on the hands, feet and ears that represent organs um, or tissues or any part of the body um, in itself. And by manipulating these areas, it's not a normal massage. It is specific uh, movements. You are creating a stimulation in that area that have got a response on the nervous system with the nervous system being one of our communication systems in the body. It's very essential. 
The effect that it would have is that it calms the nervous system down, the autonomic nervous system. We've got two parts in the body, um, the sympathetic and the parasympathetic uh, part of the nervous system. Now, these days with high levels of stress and the pace that we're running, we're forever running on an adrenaline phase, the fight and flight response. When we sleep, we don't sleep properly. This causes quite a bit of um, anxiousness in the body, uh, disturbances, imbalances, and our bodies never get down to an effective resting phase so that it can eliminate and repair. And this is where reflexology plays a huge role. It affects the nervous system, the communicators. It calms the system down, allows facilitating then healing repair work, elimination, and therefore the body can function better. And what then is therapeutic reflexology? Therapeutic reflexology is dealing with specific conditions, so where there are illness. There's a huge difference between the training of a therapeutic reflexologist and just a, a weekend course or so of reflexology it's understanding pathology, so that's the study of disease. Um, one would know what the effect would be of reflexology and the re reactions after a specific session to assist a patient in um, dealing with that. So one needs to ask a therapist, um, are they registered? That's one of the specific aspects in South Africa. There is... Um, it's illegal actually just to practice reflexology and charge people for that. You need to be registered at the Allied Health Professions Council. Therefore, you need to do a two-year training qualification um, to become a fully qualified therapeutic reflexologist. Thank you. And do you only work on the feet? No, we can use the whole body to work on areas. Modern reflexology has um, highlighted a few areas like on the legs and the arms. So the main areas that we are working, starting on is the feet. My personal preference is working on the feet. Um, usually if I don't get enough response from the body in that area, then I start using other areas like hands, ears, the facial area or um, areas on the leg. It all depends on the patient uh, because we are so individual and how our bodies communicate is individual and the problems that we experience are unique. So a, a therapeutic therapist can adapt the treatment to suit the needs for that specific patient. You once said that the feet are the first part of the body to show symptoms when something goes wrong. Yes, not the only part, but it often is an area. People think I just work with feet, so they come to a therapeutic reflexology and say, oh, I have got painful feet, mm. or my feet are burning, or this toe is giving me problems. And that is actually the body's cry out to tell us that there is a different part. So it is like a reflecting um, pain, a referral pain to give us that indication that some part of our body is in dire straits. There's some dis-ease. So that is where it fits in with understanding the 
a map of the body that's reflected on the feet. We then look at that specific area, like the big toe that represents the head, uh, brain area, and so. And then we would question what is happening in that area. Um, there might also be alternate. Uh, there's a link to uh, our blood sugar levels and the liver functioning. So we question all of those aspects to see where is diseases, discomforts in the body that we can link to that specific problem. And then by treating, opening up those channel areas, that is how we bring relief. You mentioned dis-ease. What causes imbalances in the body? We call it congestions. It's like a traffic jam in your body. When everything has to work, um, say like we, we, we take just stress, our daily stress every day, and that is caused with muscles tensing up. In the position that we're sitting, uh, we sit for long hours and muscles are bunched up in specific areas. That limits blood flow in that area. It might limit how your organs have flow through, like your digestive system. So and that causes congestions at the end of the day, so that we have experienced then diseases, which is just an area like an elbow pain or a headache. Something which is not a disease at that point in time, but is indicating for us that there are some blockages in some of our systems. And in more general terms, how do imbalances in the body affect us? It can affect us in various ways. Um, as I say, it's causing dis-ease, so we can experience pain, we can experience cramps like in the uh, um, abdominal area, in the tummy area, um, we can experience constipation, headaches, um, memory loss, disorientation, these various ways, all of these kind of symptoms that, that when we are not functioning well, not sleeping well, um, being hungry all the time, craving foods, those are all indicate, possible indications that we need to look at that are, indicates that our body is actually out of balance, meaning that our organs are not functioning optimally. And then we need to look at what are we doing or what is underlying to these problems because we might be eating in the incorrect way or um, not living or sleeping enough, not moving enough. And all of these aspects um, actually cause our underlying genetic weaknesses to weaken even more. You've now mentioned lifestyle as one aspect uh, I wanted to ask you to which conditions or illnesses reflexology is well suited. Reflexology works very well in preventative, so keeping us healthy, um, keeping us energized and help everything function. So anybody can actually have reflexology. You do not have to have a problem just to relax deeply um, and just allowing better digestion, for instance. And then it suits itself very well anywhere where there's recovery or uh, rehabilitation needed. So after an operation or an um, accident, injury, all of those aspects after stroke, um, that is where it really has a great effect. So um, any real problems, digestive problems, allergies and so on, reflexology has also got a great effect on. I don't want to say with that that it's the alpha and omega, but uh, the two best areas is um, rehabilitation 
and then preventative and stress-related. Anything relating to stress, that is an effective treatment form. So if someone needs rehabilitation, for instance, they have, say, a leg injury, does that mean you will work on the feet and that will affect the leg injury? Correct. It improves healing. It facilitates healing. So the body gets uh, improved circulation and therefore improved um, oxygenating. So we are sending oxygen to the body and that way it helps healing faster. Would you like to explain in more detail how reflexology brings about physiological changes? Yes, as I said before, the effect, the greatest effect that reflexology has got is on the nervous system. So it effectively um, calms the nervous system. Um, when that happens, we have got our muscles that relaxes and that allows for better circulation. So we get better blood circulation and lymph circulation. So it opens up the doors to uh, nourish the cells and remove toxins. Oxygen supply is then improved. And in that way, we help with inflammation because there's no irritations or irritations are limited. That healing can take place much faster. So a wound would heal in a much shorter time. Um, it's very good for any sprains, swelling, edema, those kind of conditions reduce quite quickly, depending on what is the cause as well. Um, we always need medical help in certain instances. I don't want to say that we're just doing it by, by ourselves, but it becomes part of a team. So that is the greatest effect physiologically that um, reflexology would have on the body in the healing process. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Now let's look at your sessions. When a client comes to you, where do you start? Okay, the first session is very important. Um, a therapeutic reflexologist need to understand who this patient is sitting in front of her or him. So we need to take down a medical history. Um, we need to understand what medication you're on, um, what problems you are suffering at this point in time, what operations you've had, how you've treated these um, specific problems. So there's various questions that the therapist is going to ask you to establish um, what is the weaknesses in your system. And, and then and analyzing um, according to lifestyle or certain medications that you're taking, what could address or add to the complaints that you came in with. Once that is made, that we understand the blockages thing, where the problems are, the therapist would then explain to the patient um, how the treatment would follow. What is the treatment plan? So does the therapist start normally with about the suggestion of three or four sessions to see if there's an improvement, um, how long the sessions might take in this specific case, and what the person is going to do, how, they, how it feels, and where they're going to move into this treatment. Our treatment also involves not just the physical manipulation and the reflexes, but what we use as um, further help is to look into diet, for instance. We are not um, nutritionists or um, dietitians. So if we need specific help, like in diabetes or so, you would be referred by your therapist to a specific um, dietitian. If we feel there's a necessity that one needs to seek medical help, that would also be referred. 
Otherwise, the therapist would then lead on to give you maybe relaxation exercises or um, specific movement, breathing techniques to aid in what we want to achieve at that point in time. Yes, that would be about the first session. What is the role of the client during the sessions they get? This is what I explain, that it's a 50-50 partnership in this treatment, meaning that the therapist would do 50% of the work, stimulating the body, facilitating um, movement circulation in the system. But it is expected of the patient to also participate, not in the session itself, but to, to go home and to keep the momentum of the circulation that was stimulated. So going home and eating good food, good healthy natural foods, for instance, is important because your body can recognize it and it feeds and it helps change aspects in the system. Breathing techniques, whatever is recommended in that specific patient's uh, unique um, program that's suggested, that is quite essential. It'll just make that the treatment or the effect of that is much sooner seen and the effects is lasting also much longer. We will treat, um, depending on what the conditions are, a number of sessions. The treatments will be determined on how well the improvements are. When you start improving quite well, then we're going to go to a maintenance. So maybe if you've suggested in the beginning that we have are doing a weekly treatment, we would after a period of time start to do every second week a treatment, then every third week, and then we can maybe do a maintenance once a month if necessary. Otherwise, the patient would come back whenever there is a complaint again or feeling that they are lacking energy, not sleeping well, or there's a specific pain complaint then they phone back to come and seek another few sessions. You gave a very lucid explanation of the first session. Would you like to say something about follow-up sessions? Yes, Mariette. The first session would take a little bit uh, longer. It might be a half an hour, hour longer than the normal sessions. And then your follow-up sessions would be shorter. It's run about a three-quarter of an hour to an hour session. There we just do a follow-up of responses afterwards. This is quite important because one needs to understand if your treatment is effective and how it's responding on the body. So we ask the patient to check after their session, especially just in the first two days, because that is the effect that reflexology has got. It can be longer, but it, um, essentially that reactions that take place would be in the first two days that one see. So we would look at uh, things like elimination, and that would be in the elimination organs. So it would be bowel movement, um, urination, and there we can look at frequent urinations, color, um, smells, um, breath, an indication of uh, pain levels changing, either a um, bit more intense and then better. Any reactions on the skin, the patient might have suffered with eczema and now it flares up a bit, which we call it um, just being a healing crisis, and then it would go better. It heals actually much faster or re um, relieves much faster. So one wants to see in these um, reactions afterwards if the body is responding and how does it respond being a negative reaction is not necessarily a bad reaction. The body is just telling us or indicating that it's responding in those specific organs, which is good. We want to have reaction. Otherwise, it would just be a good sleeping well, um, 
having proper elimination, better energy, feeling calmer, digestion improving. Yes. And so the the sessions would be for a number of sessions the same, depending on it's very unique of how many follow-up sessions we would do. I generally um, start off with chronic or um, acute problems, somebody that's coming in with a specific pain that can shift quickly um, or constipation or indigestion, those kind of things. And it might take about three or four sessions. In chronic conditions where people struggle with autoimmune illnesses or so, we might need uh, 10, 12 sessions and then start weaning down. Or we can then see how the patient need treatment of support. So they might need every three or four weeks a treatment to support them. Marinda, do you diagnose illnesses or conditions? No, Marit, a therapeutic reflexologist scope of practice states that we do not diagnose, um, interfere with medication or treat specific conditions. So we would look at specific blockages in the body or um, where things are not working. We cannot diagnose. The therapists are quite uh, clever enough to know what they might be dealing with, but it's not our scope of practice. So we need the medical doctors. Therefore, your therapist would most likely send you back if they suspect that there is something um, wrong, that there is a disease, so that the doctor can do the necessary tests or so and confirm a specific condition. You can then come back to your therapist because your medication or so that will be prescribed will be more effectively used in the body if you use reflexology because it assists the body to utilize the medication more effectively and to get rid of toxins afterwards. Please be aware that your therapists do not diagnose. Therefore, we need to visit therapeutic reflexologists that do understand the necessity and the limitations of reflexology. Do you get to work with deeper issues with patients, for instance, with the emotional background to an illness or a condition? Um, Yes, Mariette, it can affect um, emotional states as well. As I explained before, complementary therapies deal with all levels of us being a human being. So the emotions is part of that. We can have, for instance, blockages in our emotions or thought patterns as well, like in depression or um, even with menopause and so the emotions get affected. So by balancing the body, it will bring it in balance with the physical body as well as the emotional and thought processes. Often there we might also need, if if issues are really quite deep and not good, we might also recommend the patient to see a psychologist or psychiatrist um, for assistance in that aspect. I know you work with cancer patients. Could you tell us more about this? Yes, my practice itself deals with a number of uh, patients that suffer from cancer and that are on chemotherapy. I want to state clearly that therapeutic reflexology is not meant to clear cancer or do any claims like that. Um, But therapeutic reflexology, because it is so good in relieving stress, these patients go through tremendous stress in the shock of um, realizing that they've got this great illness, um, going through this motion of hospitalization, having chemo and radiation, which is um, 
therapies that you are not always used to know what's happening and you do not feel great with the therapies afterwards. People have nausea, experiencing um, sleep problems, pain, discomfort. So therefore, reflexology plays a great role in helping yeah, the emotional state, um, relieving stress so that they go through this uh, process much better and also assisting in the side effects of chemotherapy and radiation. So we get quite good results with it. I'm sure many listeners will want to know if medical aid pays for reflexology. Yes, medical aids do. Uh, patients need to make sure with their specific medical aid in what um, way they cover reflexology. Um, but yes, most of them cover it from the uh, savings plan at this point in time. But we always ask uh, patients to send in, even though their medical aid do not cover it because it makes that medical aid funds aware that the patients are using therapeutic reflexology. Oh, yes. Now, Marinda, can you tell us where listeners can learn more about your work? Um, on the Allied Health Professions Council of South Africa website, there is specific indications of what um, therapeutic reflexology can do. And there's a list of therapists that are all registered. Um, there's also on the website of the, SA, it's called SA Reflexology. Dot org dot za. This is the South African Reflexology Society. There's also a listing of finding a specific therapeutic reflexologist in your area. Thank you. I'll also do my best to connect those links to this podcast. Thank you. Now we're coming to your three tips for getting the best out of your reflexology treatment. After reflexology treatment, drink some water. We need movement and circulation, but it cannot move if we don't give it the little train. So please take in some good quality water. It'll help for il any elimination symptoms. So if you might have a headache, not everybody get that, but that is a very good aspect to do. Rest. Um, we've calmed the body down, so it's no good to do now a uh, Workout afterwards um, at gym, you, you'll do much better to rest the body. And then breathe, deep breathing. We need to breathe, breathe, breathe. We forget to breathe. Thank you. Can I now ask you your fun question? Let's try. Hmm. We're going to mm -hmm. fantasy world, so you needn't be practical. Okay. I was wondering if you could work on the feet of any animal. Not being practical. Which animal would that be? I think a cat. Mm. They've got such lovely paws, soft paws. I love going into tissues like that. Thank you, Marinda. And thank you for giving us more insight into therapeutic reflexology. It's 
I've heard such interesting things, for instance, that it can assist with the effect of your medication. So thank you very much. Only a pleasure. Enjoy, and I hope to see everybody having their feet done. Mm. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you care about. I'd really appreciate it if you'd subscribe to Calm, Clear and Helpful and if you'd rate the show. Visit my website www.mariehitsneiman.co.za for this episode's show notes and for free articles and podcast episodes on love relationships, parenting, life's challenges and emotional health. To follow me on Facebook, just search for Mariette Sneeman, Journalist. Calm, Clear and Helpful is compiled, hosted and edited by me and the music is by Mark Marie Sneeman. Catch you next Tuesday at 9.